tonight is Mama K. Hey, Mama K here. And tonight we will be reviewing Swiss Army Man, uh, which is currently streaming on Netflix. Uh, originally, we were supposed to do Pet Cemetery. Uh, unfortunately, there were some scheduling conflicts. Uh, Jess, our other host uh, who's going to do that show, is sick. Um, so we're going to move that back to next week. But in the meantime, uh, we are doing Swiss Army Man. So uh, I'll give a quick synopsis here before we get into some of our ratings. Uh, a hopeless man stranded on a deserted island befriends a dead body with magical powers, and together they go on a surreal journey to get home. That's the that's about yes. as basic as you can get. Um, and that sounds about right. Yeah, pretty accurate, I think. So uh, we got our two leads here. It's pretty much the two of them for 95% of the movie. Uh, we have Paul Dano as Hank. He is the man who's stranded. And we have Daniel Radcliffe as the dead body. Dead body. Yeah, yeah so maybe. Paul Dano, I think people, he's been in a lot of stuff. I, I always think of him as uh, Paul and Eli from There Will Be Blood. Uh, do, do, what do you think of when you think of like Paul Dano? Uh, I think of solid character actor. I actually, though, could not name a movie that I've seen him in. But, you know, he shows up frequently and does a good job. Um, usually the characters he plays though are not kind of my jam. They're not, I don't, I don't have a lot of sympathy for them. So I didn't have a whole lot of hope going into this film, but wow. Uh, yeah. 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 He's, um, he's usually a, a sort of straight man or kind of a, like a whiny little snot nose kind of guy. Those are yeah, like yeah, two. yeah. I, I mean, he's in all kinds of stuff. Cowboys and Aliens, uh, Looper, 12 Years a Slave, Prisoners, uh, the other Netflix movie, Ocha. Like, he's in, like, he's, he does a lot of stuff recently, but and you kind of recognize him if you see him, but it's not really a name you think yeah. of. And uh, I think everyone, when they think of Daniel Radcliffe, it's the first thing is it's got to be, you know, Harry he's, Potter. he's Harry Potter, right? Um, yeah. He's also in uh, Young Doctor's Notebook. I really like that. It's a miniseries on Netflix, him and John Hammer in that. Um, but yeah, yeah and then he, he did a series of plays after Harry Potter, I think, to try to separate himself from Harry Potter. But you, it's such an iconic character. You can't. But honestly, I didn't see Harry Potter at all when no, I was watching this film. So. I would say he's definitely playing against his type on in this. Um, it's uh, yeah. So, uh, before we uh, you know get into anything further, uh, we're gonna spoil it right here. Uh, if you haven't seen it on Netflix right now, uh, it's been on Go Prime watch and Hulu. Huh? Go watch it. That's go watch it. It's really weird and kind of cool. And I think if you like this a podcast, like if you're listening to a film podcast, you're gonna like a movie like this. So um, yeah, yeah. It's I, I originally saw it on Prime, so it's on Netflix right now, but it's always on one of the major streaming services. But yeah, go check it out. Um, so we rate things here at Films with the Women in My Life on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound and the overall feel and resonance of the film. So starting with the plot, Mama Kay, what'd you think? Well, I mean, super cool and groovy because it was, you know, it was something that you don't, you haven't seen before and it's not trite and it's not overplayed. I'm not quite sure what it is, but I really liked it. Um, I don't know what you thought I was going to think about it because sometimes I think that you think that maybe I don't, want to see something so bizarre but i mean i do like wes anderson films and there's part of it that kind of reminded me of that but at the beginning what i have to tell you what really pulled me in was the cinematography i was in three minutes into the movie i was like this is how i want to see a movie film this is exactly 
for me. So it was kind of like everything else didn't matter, but everything else was so good that it was, it was just kind of, uh, a little yummy piece on top of the fact that the, I thought the cinematography was really amazing. Yeah. It's shot really, uh, it's shot really slick. It's by these directors. Uh, they call themselves Daniels. It's, uh, yeah, because Daniel. Right, it's Daniel. Everybody Kwan. in the movies a Daniel. There's Daniel Radcliffe, Paul Dano. I mean, it's all about the <laughs> it's Dans. A good, it's a good point. Um, this should just be called All About the Dans. Yeah, I, I, I like the Swiss, Swiss Army. I think it's a good title for what happens. Um, but we got, yeah, Daniel yeah. Kwan and Daniel Shiner are the directors. They are collectively known as Daniels, is how they go by. Um, yeah. They have another movie coming out this year called The Death of Dick Long. Um, which is another black comedy kind of movie, but um, they're really music video directors, which is probably kind of the cinematography you're talking about. Like they've done Manchester Orchestra, Foster the People, Tenacious D, Passion Pit. So uh, they've done a bunch of different music videos, but this is their yeah. first. Uh, they have a couple of short films they've done, but this is their first uh, feature. Um, right. I, I, I. By the way, I didn't pick the. I didn't know what you were gonna think of this. I thought you would have a pretty strong reaction in the direction. <laughs> but after Eternal Sunshine, that's a movie I thought you would have liked, and you did not at all. And this is a movie I. I, I really. I knew you were gonna react, but I didn't know what you would think. And uh, well, even though it's such a bizarre. I mean, the premise of the movie about basically it's it's a live dude and a dead dude, or is it? You know, as you're going along, is is how is this how's this whole thing play out it's the the plot of the movie is just so interesting and you know you're kind of thinking about it the whole time it's going on because at least i was i was thinking is this dude really there you know is this second dead dude really there it was it was weekend at bernie's meets castaways meets gilligan's island and then you put like a mind game in the whole thing and then you're like what is happening here and then i have to be honest the the ending was kind of the bummer part for me because when it came back to that's so funny you said that that's that's what i think too the third act is the weakest for me i think the first two are really really good yeah and when it can when it has to sort of center itself in a reality that we recognize it kind of falls short because i don't really want it to do that no me neither I, i agree with that yeah I really, I really didn't want that to happen. But so as far as a plot, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's out there. It's not anything I've ever seen before. And it would be something I would watch again. The difference between this, Brennan, though, and Eternal Sunshine is that huh? Eternal Sunshine was such a downer. I realized there was nobody like literally dead through that whole film, but I felt dead You're through You're saying that whole Daniel film. Radcliffe feels more alive than, than Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh, Sunshine. yeah. A dead Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> over a live Jim Carrey. I guess that's what I'm saying in this case. Um, not a live Jim Carrey, but a live character, the character he was playing in, in that film. Um, but yeah, I, I was, I was kind of constantly surprised by what was going on and how, things were kind of being meted out to us and i i had no sense of time no i have no like idea if this how... is a day or two or if this is like years it was really really unclear yeah i could only base it on the fact that you know they weren't growing or at least the live person wasn't growing facial hair and also that daniel radcliffe wasn't you know decomposing at a as an alarming rate that it probably wasn't a, a huge amount of time but you know, it, it wasn't even bothersome i could suspend all of that no those two things spend everything yeah those two things put it yeah there's nothing reality it's it's i called this like a dramedy fantasy because it's really it's fantastical and you get it's not like yeah. it's 
realistic and then all of a sudden it becomes that within the first five minutes you know this is some this is not based in a real reality or if it is it's 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 like a it's some sort of hallucinating so uh, we've we've got around it it's the movie starts with hank uh who's paul dano he's about to hang himself on the beach um and bef- right as he's about to, he sees a corpse wash up on the beach, um, and the rope, he is going to step down, but the rope breaks, and he goes and finds dead Daniel Radcliffe, and it's like kind of talking to it, because he's clearly lonely, and then Daniel Radcliffe's corpse just starts farting yeah. a lot, like, ag- aggressively, like, he's like, <laughs> shaking, and it's, it's a very, it's, it's an interesting, what, what did you think of this start, like, our, this is how we're beginning. Well, uh, okay, so initially, I was, I didn't realize that you had seen this before, but I almost Once texted before, you going, when it came out, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was about to text you going, really? I mean, I, I grew up in, or I, I raised a house full of boys, and now we're going to be watching a movie about farts. Um, but you know, knowing in, in a sense, about, it kind of is, but yeah. <laughs> it, it is totally about that, but it's not, but is it about that? I mean, is it really about the farting? No, it's really about, you know, that's no, a mechanism. How, yeah, but <laughs> it's a mechanism and it's also a plot point about, you know, you know, there's a, there's a part in the movie where talk, they're talking about, you know, Daniel Radcliffe is kind of the, it, because his character is dead, I guess he doesn't have. Uh, he's not he's not able to like draw upon life experience so everything needs to be explained to him by Paul Dano so when he's explaining to him about um, farts and what they are and and you know well you know why don't it's something that you do everyone does it well if everyone does it you know why why is it a big deal well because people don't like to think they do it and other people don't want other people to do it and they don't want to do it in front of other people and and he's sound you know then it comes to this whole concept of what is trust and and what is uh normal They're, they they mention normal mm-hmm. a lot um so it's it's all very i mean and, and and as the movie goes on daniel radcliffe becomes more alive even though he's still dead during the movie but um as he becomes more alive you kind of that's when you for me i was like this dude has manifested his inner you know what i call head brain noise you know as Daniel Radcliffe, any whatever kind of insecurities and things that he feels as the Paul Dano character, whose name is um, Hank, Hank. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ha- whatever Hank's feelings are, are actually just being manifested by Manny, who is the uh, Daniel Radcliffe character. And so when he's talking to him, he's really just talking in his head is my, is how I interpreted the whole movie, basically. Um, yeah, that's I don't know how, if you had the same feeling or not. That's how it feels at times. Um, for me, Manny really becomes his own character to me at some times. Where, yeah, I could. There's definitely times where he's talking, and it definitely seems like he's talking to himself and having the conversation with himself. There are other times where Daniel Radcliffe seems like he he's reacting diff, like at, he's kind of like childlike, and I like that. Mm-hmm. His, like because he's childlike. But he's also dead. But he's also barely right. kind of talking. He it's a unique way for him to say. And you already said like not just the farting, but later on they do um, um, masturbating. He's like, oh, uh, the dead, dead Ray and Radcliffe's like, oh, I, I want to be able to have sex one day. And he and it was and uh, <laughs> I was like, I need to find someone to have sex with. And Paul Dan, I was like, 
Well, some people just have sex by themselves. It's masturbating. And then he goes in this whole thing about how his parents didn't want him to masturbate. And his mom said he would catch up to him in age if, if he masturbated yeah. every week. And uh, he was like, oh, so when you masturbate, you think of your mom. That's interesting. And like, she's like, no, that's not. Because that's, he's like that kind of yeah, childlike but way. That kept, but that kept playing out through the whole, like, after that, after that conversation was had, that whole thing kept playing out like throughout the rest of the movie about his mom and and I'm like this guy had some screwed up parenting and you know what kind of mom says that to their kid oh same thing <laughs> i mean yeah the mom definitely the dad too like you through yeah. his conversations his philos- kind of philosophical conversations with dead daniel radcliffe you get his whole background, you don't get exactly how he got to the island, but you kind of get why he was very lonely. There's the Mary Elizabeth Winstead character that comes in later. Um, but so it, back to, so the way he gets, they get off the island and they do it immediately is he, Daniel Radcliffe is farting so much that he becomes a jet ski. <laughs> And, and yeah, he does. And Paul Human jet and Hank rides him to somewhere. <laughs> he yep. rides him to like the mainland, uh, drags him into a right. cave, and this is when he starts discovering. Man, he's got all sorts of powers, not just fart jet ski powers. He um, right. He leaves him in the manifest water. Yeah, he can. He like vomits clean water, and so he, he to uh, keep to keep Hank alive. Right. Um. And his erection is a compass. Um, he, yeah, they, leads him toward home. Right, they find. Wow. Yeah, that's a wow. Yeah, interesting way to <laughs> put that. And we, there's a lot there. If anybody wants to write some sort of thesis on that, I think that that's probably a dissertation topic. So. Yeah, a disturbing. Go one. for it. Uh, very edible, yeah. but um, and we haven't. I mean, Manny. Manny is the what he what what Daniel Radcliffe's called in this and he doesn't start talking but he's he kind of slowly learns it as he goes after he starts vomiting water is I think when he has his first conversations yeah um then like we had to hit this middle part that I it's probably my favorite part of the movie they uh, Daniel Radcliffe wants to talk to this imaginary girl so or not the imaginary the picture of a Mary Elizabeth Winstead on Paul Dano's phone that has you know low battery or whatever so he doesn't want to keep showing it to him because it's low battery and so he and he has no um and he has no um no connection so it's not like he can just call somebody he's he he, he sees himself as totally stranded right they're in the middle so, of the woods so there's no service or anything yeah. and so for, they they it gets to the point where Paul Dano is acting as a woman and also as like a mentor to dead Daniel Radcliffe to teach him how to talk to girls and so they construct a fake bus and like a fake movie theater and like a whole right they construct like, like a town like basically. Gilligan's Island it's it's Gilligan's Island because that's basically I mean I know maybe a lot of your listeners maybe don't have that in their pocket but no they're, they're great grandparents people were standing on the island know what listen (laughs) i watched it in color not in black and white so there's that but yeah yeah those people were on that island and they you know they made huts and telephones and all this kind of stuff but they couldn't get off the island so i mean i can i can see where that's actually a thing but that's part that's my gilligan's island part of the three part is this castaway is this um uh, weekend at Bernie's is it right uh, and so. we've talked about the characters they're pretty developed at this point what do you if you had to rate the characters of the, the two characters we have what do you think of them 
Um, yeah, I mean, as far as a rating, I, I like them both a lot. Not just that. I think that they're, they're well played and they, you know, you're really waiting to, to find more out as everything develops and not just, not just because it's sort of a strange plot line, but I think you're just like, you get, you know, you're interested in them. And I mean, they're definitely a four and a half for me. I really, I really, really like them. They spent a little too much time in the Hank pretending to be the bus girl um, situation, but I realized that that was really important to Hank, and so that's why <laughs> that all they of that so is much my favorite part there. of the movie. From when they start, from when he they do the bus thing to, I guess maybe when they maybe like the the drowning scene a little bit later. Everything in there is my favorite part of this movie. Um, I like the bef- I like before that when they're actually when he actually starts to try to entertain him and, and explain to him what goes on in the world. Um, explain to uh, Manny what what is going on in the world and he and he creates you know what your world looks like it's all about you know Cheetos and and later on it's about microwave popcorn yeah. and you know things that we all take for granted as just being part of our world and um yeah I would really love to talk to the Daniels because this was pretty crazy and fun and maybe it shouldn't have been and then at the end it's sad and I, I don't I don't know what to think about it and but I was never no bored. no I maybe a little bit so. at the end I was a little well I, I guess on my this is my second watch so the first time I watched I was pre, I was in it the whole way through and the second time everything holds up until I guess that last 25 30 minutes because once you know what's gonna happen it doesn't quite play as well as you know everything in the woods basically and on the island. Yeah, and I can see that. I, I would think the second time I wouldn't be quite as interested in that. But I mean, I think you could probably watch it several times and find more and more things about it to appreciate and to sort of maybe foreshadow uh, things that are going on. He uses the word, um, Manny uses the word retarded. And that really affects the Paul Dano character, Hank. And you find out later on, it's because that was a word that his father used, probably to describe yeah. him. And so I think that it, there's a you know things like that just kind of roll through the movie and then it does you know the end as much as it's i don't i don't love that part of it i think it really does kind of bring together some of the stuff um that happens earlier uh the very end i'm a little confused i kind of like the very the very <laughs> last five minutes or so i kind of like that but um i think that's because we're gleaning we, we both I think we like different parts of this. I think you, I mean, you seem to like the more philosophical yeah. stuff um, where it's like big questions hidden by, you know, fart and masturbation yes. jokes with a dead guy. Like it's something yeah. that shouldn't work at all, but the way it's done is, is pretty eloquent. And that's all stuff that I like. I guess that's like, that's like the cake of this movie. I like the icing. I like when he puts a bunch of rocks in Dana Reco's mouth and just, Put, put punches him in the back and it shoots like a like a rifle and yeah. like kills birds or oh my god but yeah i don't dislike that i like that part no, too. And I, I, like, I like I the don't... part you like too i think our the parts we like the most though are 
yeah. the other part. Like, oh my god, what he when he he has the rope tied around like this giant like metal pole and like shoves it down his throat and then squeezes <laughs> him and it's like a harpoon and it like wraps around a tree. <laughs> All the while, I don't know if you noticed, and this is a good time to talk about the visual and sound. I, I, I didn't give my character. I think the characters are a four or five as well. Um, I love the Daniel yeah. Radcliffe character um, and Paul Dano's good too, yeah. but. Um, the whole time this is playing, yeah, Radcliffe is Radcliffe is really good. This is my favorite it's thing really, I think really I've really ever good. seen him in. This is so, it's so funny. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And he plays it so well. He has to play half dead, and he and he, but slowly getting more alive, and he does he it really well. Totally pulls it off. Yeah, I totally buy it. He's all limp, but his I, I do too. His lips kind of the eyes. Oh, the things <laughs> he does with his eyes are so good. <laughs> They're kind of wonky. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I mean, we're talking about a little bit about the visual and sound now, and I, it's shot by music yeah. video directors. Um, so it's it's slick. Like when Paul Dano's giving all his all his speeches in the first uh, third, you see them reenacting um, with all these little like all the trash that yeah. got in the woods yeah, yeah. and all I that like shot that. really cool. I love the music yeah. and the montage when they're dancing at like a fake party they throw for themselves. Um, right. They throw a rave, man. I mean, it's a two person, well, one and one person alive, one dead person. But rave. it feels like more so. people are there because of all the fake, like it, yeah. the Wilsons and like the, like all the, all the <laughs> fake people they have there and the way it's shot, it feels like well, a party. Well, and the lighting. Yeah. Yeah. And the mute. I mean, everything about it, you're just like, man, part of me was like, man, I want to go to this thing. This, not just the party part, but. I want to like see this in real life. I, I want to be watching this. Oh, it was probably be so a part funny of it when the party comes. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I want to be on the bus. You know that. Oh, the bus. That, is so most cool. people don't think of the bus ride as being. Uh, bus rides are not. I think he's he alludes to it in the film that you know it's just the poor people's way of transportation. But that is not how I feel about buses at all in my life or any sort of public transportation. I love public transportation. It is. The best people watching. Um, it's amazing. And I was like, this guy, it's like he's knows what I'm thinking. And I'm like, how does this guy know what I'm thinking? <laughs> but, but he does. I mean, I, I love, I love that. I love the cinematography of it. I, like I said before, I think is great. A lot of things are shot, um, in the very beginning, things are shot at a really low level. Yeah. Like, uh, as in you're, where where you're standing i guess where you're shooting from and for me that that always draws me in that's my favorite when i'm out photographing doing photography that's my favorite way to shoot something is sort of from ground level um but it it doesn't just stay there you know when they're in the forest it's all over the place and uh i think they pick some really good locations to shoot at I, i assume they were somewhere up in the redwoods in california and it's so uh it's a visceral place to be. The, the trees are gigantic. They're dying. They're decaying. Yeah, it's indoor. Um, it's indoor. It's the forest mood. I love indoor. It pretty much was. Nothing oh, yeah. The movie, Nothing yeah. yeah they're both, I'm assuming, both California. Um, yeah. Right. So, yeah, you definitely like the, I mean, I'm, there's the, the sound I really like. Um, I like the yeah. music that they play during that the during the dancing montage. Um, it starts mm-hmm. with. Daniel Radcliffe like snap they make him snap his fingers and it starts a fire and they start popping this bag of popcorn they found thrown away and it's pop 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 and then as the right. song goes on I don't know I didn't catch this my first time I'm curious if you did uh, the lyrics are things like 
everyone needs a montage <laughs> like yeah that's it was almost like you you know what it reminded me of is like when you're watching um like a really bad oscars opener and that's kind of the thing that they do yeah. like they'll be running across the stage like it's and they'll be you know, uh, singing about the five movies that are nominated for Best Picture, but it's all in that same, like, la, 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 yeah. la, 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 you know. I, I, I love it, that song. It was. It was like that. <laughs> yeah. Or it was just uh, in the beginning, before that part, even before the dancing scene, it was, you know, all the music was just about things that were happening around them. He he could remember a, a tune in his head. Um, the Hank character had a tune in his head, but he couldn't remember the words. So whatever he was doing, he would just put the words oh, to that. Oh, my God. When, um, tune. When they mix, uh, they mix Cotton Eye Joe in that same pop pop style <laughs> yes. with the Jurassic theme yes. park music. That's the song that plays yes. when she first, when Paul Dano in drag first walks on the bus. It's ah, yes. and like the lights shining <laughs> on him, and so Daniel many... Radcliffe is all like with this wonky eye and his jaw hanging out. Like it's, it was the best. It, the scenes like so that many stand references out. to Jurassic Park. I need to know what the connection is because. Uh, there were a lot of references to Jurassic Park, Laura Dern. I mean, yeah, that's um, the only woman's name he could think of. Um, right. <laughs> because uh, Paul Daniels so. said it way earlier in the movie. Uh, maybe the Daniels are just, or sorry, not the Daniels, but Daniels are just uh, fans of Jurassic Park. I don't know. JP. Yeah. I don't know. It could be. I mean, also, that's that was like a Jurassic Park kind of uh, location, too. So Yeah, they have the little RV, things... an RV, um, like ATV thing they drive for a bit there that they find yeah. overturned in the woods. Um, yeah. So yeah, visual sound. Why would there things, res- things that were wrestling around in the woods could have easily been, uh, you know, dinosaurs, but instead it was, you know, raccoons and bears. But right. <laughs> could have been. Uh, so, yeah, I give it a four or five overall. It sounds like you're right around there, too. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, pulled me in. <laughs> I'm closer to a five on it. Really? really? I I think I've so. had to I, back off. I, I, there wasn't anything. I've noticed that a lot of my grades on these, the best grade is almost always visual and sound. I think this is just movies look good nowadays, <laughs> or maybe it's just the ones we pick. Yeah. But, um, I've tried to be more critical, but this one, I mean, scenes like that is just it's hard to it's hard to knock it. Yeah. Well, and I think they spend, a, there's a lot of time probably in post-production for certain types of films where they make sure that that's a big, you know, a big part of it. So, um, we, we're getting to the part now where it starts to slow down for both of us, I think. Um, after yeah. they fall in the a river after trying to cross a log, um, and another Manny Power, he can use him as like an oxygen tank and, uh, survive <laughs> almost drowning. So that, <laughs> that's, that's the shit I like. Um, so many powers. He's got the, the coolest powers. I fucking love it. Um, yeah, so he, he, we get to them around the fire. He's talking about his dad and their bad relationship. And, um, uh, Manny's like, Oh, there's a big raccoon eating our food, and then he turns around. There's a fucking bear there. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I I actually that was like one of my favorite lines for some reason because Paul Dano was like off on a ta- on a tangent talking blah blah blah, and all of a sudden, also there's a big raccoon eating all of our food. It's like what? So there's just a giant bear, yeah. and uh, yeah, so they climb a tree to avoid the bear, and then Manny starts <laughs> Manny starts crying. 
um, because he doesn't. It's, it goes to the thing, the, the trust thing. Um, if I love his right. line, if you hide your farts, what else are you hiding from me? <laughs> and it's like showing a flashback of Paul Dano alone farting in wee different locations because he didn't want to fart in front of the dead body. <laughs> yeah, but see, I mean, I'm laughing at that now, but for me, that is, I'm like, that's a mind blowing like what exactly that is like an actual thing like if you know what else what else are you hiding you're right what else are you hiding everybody knows that everyone farts but no one's gonna do it in front of someone else unless your comfort level is like you know at a 10 so it's just kind of it's it's surreal in in that i mean but it's but it's relatable yeah it's not i mean it's obviously a funny line in retrospect, but it's not played for laughs. There's the dramatic music. No, he's, not I mean, at his, all. and again, it's his. He's crying, and it's it's played for laughs yeah. in retrospect. But his crying is like crazy looking. It's like it's because he doesn't really cry. Yeah. He just has like running water pouring out of where his eyes are. <laughs> like, right. it's it's like his eyeballs are spigots, yeah, it, and it's just like yeah, Ugh. it just looks like yeah, like yeah. someone turned the water on behind his eye socket. So <laughs> it's, I mean. Yeah, and I want to I want to just say that there is no, even though this whole movie has a dead body in it and I don't find it to be it's not like a weekend at Bernie's haha funny dead body. It it's not I don't want anyone to think that this is has any sort of scare factor or anything like that because it's not Oh no, if it was scary all. you wouldn't watch it <laughs> or you'd watch it backwards. Well, I <laughs> maybe. Yeah. What are you saying? You're absolutely 100% yeah. correct. Um but it's not, you know, it and it and it's not, uh, yeah. It, it anyway. That's yeah. It's not like yeah. dumb, like ha, like laugh humor. It's and it's not played for that. It's played, it's played pretty straight. Um, but you, I mean, and it's funny in a way you're not expecting it to be, despite you know the type of humor it is. Um, so yeah. we get so they uh, until you get to the third act, and then you're and then and then it's and then it's sobering. Yeah, this is uh, this is when we hit like. We're no longer in fantasy world. It's like real world. It's coincidental real world too. But I mean, you know, we kind of have to follow it up to that point. Um, they they get right. to the to they get out of the woods and they're in like this backyard, um, and it's Mary Elizabeth Winstead's backyard. The girl on the phone, the girl that Paul Dano we get are revealed has been on the bus um, in the real world that he was never he was too shy to talk to. And he checked with the last of his battery. He saw her uh, Instagram page and saw that she was married, had a kid, and so so like uh, his whole his whole crush, which probably had something to do with him spiraling out of control uh, and ending up on the aisle right. in the first place. He, he, they're at their backyard, and the daughter's in the backyard. Um, and Manny, he doesn't want to bring Manny because he he knows he'll look crazy. And Manny's like, "No, I want to come." and the daughter, the, the little girl daughter, who's like, what, like four years old? Like, she's like a little kid. Yeah, uh, three or she four. She sees, you know, disheveled Paul Dano and dead Daniel Radcliffe. Except Daniel Radcliffe at this point is pretty close to talking regularly. He's like the most alive he's been in the whole movie. And the girl... Little... Well, he take, he take he, he's taking him around. I mean, in the whole movie, we see uh, Paul Dano's character carrying daniel radcliffe all over the place sort of like in a like a yoda situation you know <laughs> luke carrying yoda on his back the whole time and because i looked at it a little different i, I thought you know i was like paul dano's in that backyard but he has he has zero interest in engaging in any sort of conversation with the mary elizabeth winstead character and he has to be pushed by a dead guy 
right into doing it i mean that's the part where, where daniel radcliffe actually is is the most alive like you said he's actually walking and and being physical about making sure that you know he he confronts this part of of his life yeah and um it's we're at the i mean and and hank is or not hank uh manny is trying so hard to help hank here because he knows yeah and and the in front of the little girl you know she's like look at my powers and he farts really loud and he uses his compass erection and that freaks her out <laughs> big mistake and paul was like no yeah. no don't don't Can't do, do any of these things you're doing because you know to him yeah. he's just like you know he's like a little kid he doesn't <laughs> understand that you don't do that um sarah the very elizabeth winstead character comes out um right. the cops come manny's put in a body bag and hank's dad shows up and hank's dad right. go at first goes to the body bag and he he they're like, you want to look at him? And he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to look at him. And you're not sure if it's the Manny character's dad or if it's, you know, and you learn pretty quickly it's a mistake. Right. It's Hank's, it's Hank's dad. Um, right. He does a weird interview with the local news where he's like, he's alive and he helped me find myself. Yeah. And then Hank's dad realized it's him. Um, and then the body, what happened? How does it happen? The body's like, in the body bag it's like sliding down the woods and then well yeah he goes and pulls the body bag off of the gurney and then just because he now wants to escape back his his real world is not what he wants his real world to be so he's like i'm going back to dead guy world and i'm taking because that's me and manny are the best and so he goes back up over the hill that he they came from and decides to go back into their 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 area where they were before that was actually really close to civilization but they didn't know yeah it. that's what breaks up the whole i mean it's uh, that's part of the what sucks about this ending is the logistics of it all become, now are coming into question because oh we're in reality it, how long were they back now yeah. you because you're not thinking about how long are they here what are they actually eating like like how is he actually right. getting fresh water is he really just drinking like vomit from a dead guy because that doesn't seem like it would be good but you don't think about any of that <laughs> until you go to Mary Elizabeth Winston's house, and now you're like, "This is a real world." And now these things you start thinking about, it, you're like, "Well, they were right there the whole time. Like no one saw them or heard them. Like it, it, all right. that stuff." And that's kind of you know what what's unfortunate about this last twenty ish minutes is it doesn't fit the rest of the film tone wise. Yeah, it doesn't. But it turns it turns it to where I think the the directors or the writers wanted it to go which was that the you know the hank character really is only happy in his headspace he's not uh he's as awkward as he thinks he is he you know does strange things and that are not socially acceptable right and that's what happens at the end and you feel you know you feel for him and you or at least i did i felt like yeah, everybody has been in that sort of situation, but um, so for the feel and resonance, then, that what would you extent? give it? Well, I felt it; it was resonant. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It was it, because because I was in the fantasy world of it so hard. Um, I, I have to, you know, probably give it like a four, just because that last bit really threw me off. And I know that that was probably the point of the whole movie, and that. I just wanted to maybe live in that other part a little bit more, but um, yeah, probably, mm, yeah, maybe it's a testament to yeah. how good they uh, 
they made you feel like you were in the fantasy world. It's, I don't want to go back to the reality. I want to play with the dead body in the woods more. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that I thought that particularly, but, you know, I, I felt like, I felt like he was having a conversation when he was in the fantasy part. I felt like he was having a conversation with his headspace, with his, you know, with, with his noisy brain. Um, and then as soon as he was in the real world, it actually kind of felt like he was more, he was beyond an outcast. I mean, he was a little bit, um, you know, probably clinically ill. Right. Um, so that kind of bummed me out that I didn't want him to be, I didn't want it to be that way. I didn't want him to be that far over the edge. I just kind of wanted him to be like a lot of people are, maybe everybody is at some point in their life where you just, you know, too much in your headspace and it's hard to uh, get out of that. And, but he, you know, when they get ready to handcuff him at the end, I'm like, what, what are they handcuffing him for? Oh, he did just run off with a dead body. And, you know, I mean, I guess they probably didn't need to for, it was for effect. But, um, I mean, that's, that's a, but then the very yeah, end, so here's we our need end. to talk our about the last three minutes, the last shot. Oh, the last shot. Okay. I don't, was it three minutes? I don't know. The last, just the very last shot of Daniel Radcliffe reprising his role uh, of a ski do, farting jet ski, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, so and so, farting his way back into the ocean. <laughs> See, I, I, just saying it out loud. I love this. It's so stupid. I love it because I don't. But it's not. It's stupid. not it stupid. Come but it's stupid at all. So he takes him down. He takes him out of the body bag. He's like, "Come on, Manny, wake up!" Everyone's down there. The cops are down there. The reporters down there. Mary Elizabeth Winstead and her family. Everyone down thinks there. he's insane. The dad's down yeah. there. And Paul Dano is trying to wake him up, and then the cops are handcuffing him. And then you see, it's like zooms in on Paul Dano's face, and you just hear him fart. And then everyone's like, "Huh?" And he was like, "It was me." <laughs> It was me. <laughs> like, like he's so proud now. Yeah, this is the Hank, the Hank character because he's like, now I, you know what? I can fart in front of other yeah, people. Yeah, Manny taught him the, the confidence to do socially unacceptable things, that. I guess. Um, so, <laughs> so they're all kind of like, oh. And so they take him back, and then you hear more farting, and the cops like, all right, that's enough. And then <laughs> Paul Dano's like, that's not me. And yeah, you look back, and Manny is violently thrashing on the ground, farting, and he like. He he shimmies back into the Which water. Which has happened before. Yeah. Jet skis away, yeah. and then they share a last smile with each other, and that's the end. Yeah, I, I really like that yeah. last three minutes because it goes it goes back to the zany. I guess I, I my favorite parts of him as being the Swiss Army Man is him being this like so right. weird character. Um, right. That's just. The part that I really do like about it is like, you're not sure when he goes back into the reality portion in the last bit, you're not sure whether he's, um, the, whether anybody else is seeing this. I mean, the fact that the little girl can see that he's a dead guy and he's moving yeah, it and makes talking you think a little like bit, maybe, but nobody else really not, sees that. You're not sure. Yeah. You're thinking maybe this is all in his head. Which is and not what I wanted. When they're on the beach. No, I didn't, I didn't want that at all, but. And then when they're on the beach and then, you know, he starts to thrash and everything and, you know, the cameraman is there and the cameraman puts the camera up to, you know, his eye, the, the viewfinder up to his eye very slowly, like, <laughs> what is going on? And oh, yeah, the Sarah camera guy. I like how the, the dad fuck? starts, like, laughing. Yeah. <laughs> the dad's amused. And the dad starts... L- the dad starts laughing, but I wanted to be like, dude, I don't think you have the right to laugh. Honestly, you sound like you were a terrible no, the what the, the what the fuck person is Mary Elizabeth Vincent. She's the, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah Sarah. Um, 
yeah. So yeah, that's that's how it ends. It ends on that fun on that so, fun note. Yeah. And yeah, I like. I, so I'm glad that this actually existed. This dude actually was a Swiss Army man, and everyone no, could see it. It wasn't just that was in, the most important thing about this ending head. is that it validates yeah. your last hour and, ha- and a half. Because if it was if he was just yeah. crazy and this was all metaphoric, it just isn't. It's not as because you love you it like Manny so much. You're like you just me. want him to be real. Because you because Manny's such a great character. Yeah. Um. But yeah, right. that's a. Uh, that's Swiss Army Man. If you haven't seen it, but you listen to spoiler <laughs> reviews anyway, uh, go check it out on Netflix. Watch it again. I liked it the second time too. Yeah. Um, so, Mama K, it sounds like you would, but just to confirm, would you recommend Swiss Army Man? I would recommend it. I mean, there, if there's going to be an audience that will not want to watch this just because of all the scatological situations going on, yeah. and you know, and being a woman of my age. I'm I'm okay to sit there and watch a movie where they're talking about a dude's boners or whatever, but a lot of people my age are probably not going to like this. Um, so unless you're a huge Daniel Radcliffe ba- fan who actually, he, they show his butt a lot too, just in case anybody needs that uh, to reference. And it's like, it is not for free. Let's just say that. Um, but yeah, I'm going to recommend this. It's not Harry Potter. So no, um, it's better than five of the seven or five of the eight Harry Potters. Um, no, I, I recommend it too. And yeah, this is not for everyone. I think our, I think that an audience that listens to a film podcast is going to appreciate it. Um, and I'm a preface. Totally. I don't, yeah. yeah. I don't like poop and fart jokes. Usually um, sprinkled in is fine, but, th- yeah, but this is, I mean, this is probably my favorite movie where the crux of the character is he farts a lot. <laughs> like I, this is definitely my yeah. favorite movie where, where, it's in a really important plot point. So um, if that's right, it's not just farting because lowbrow frat boys want to. No, you it's know, talk it's about thoughtful and farting. And it's introspective farting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and introspective boners. Yeah, yeah. It, you said yeah, it, it. Actually, it actually helps, and it makes you, it makes you think about things. So, um, uh, so that's <laughs> it. Makes you feel better. <laughs> so that's Swiss Army Man. Um, I know we had to push Pet Cemetery. Yes. We're gonna get to that next week um, for sure. Uh, and then probably some more streaming reviews, and then we've got, at the end of the month, Mama K and I, I think we'll be the only two of us reviewing Endgame, Avengers Endgame, because there's just going to be... Yeah, and the movie just clocked in at three hours, five minutes, and I'm pretty sure the review is going to be twice that, so... <laughs> yeah, it might be the only me, review that week. A we lot. might have to two-part the review yeah. that week. Um, we'll, we'll see how much... Mm. I'd, I'd say it has to only be the two. I mean, we, we just wouldn't... We don't have that much space on our website we don't have enough bandwidth. yeah now we don't have the bandwidth for that um and then may <laughs> and june we've got a lot of good movies in the theaters coming up uh if there's anything you guys want us to review uh facebook at films with the women in my life uh twitter is yeah jot it down let us know yeah uh, uh we, we, do, we have we have uh, netflix amazon prime and hulu so all the, the three major streaming services so if you see it on there let us know um and then, uh, yeah, Twitter at Films Women Pod, and you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Brennan underscore Pod Host. Uh, Mama K, anything else before we close out? No, thanks for asking me to do this. I was not expecting it, and it was a fun way to spend my evening, as always. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you liked this one. I wasn't sure how you're going to feel. I thought it would be entertaining either way. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I'm glad you liked it. I did. So uh, until next time, everyone. This is Brennan signing off, saying enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. 
please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.